the college football experience, Florida international Panthers season preview on the sports gambling podcast network is presented by WinBet. Get started today and you get a risk-free bet up to $500 terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to $500 in bonus cash. That's PropSwap.com, promo code SGP. We're also brought to you by the SGPN app. Just enter SGPN in the App Store or Google Play Store today. This is Jerry Glanville, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it ride, brother. Welcome to the college football experience, Florida International Panther style. My name is Colby Swinging Dantabase Dan, aka Pick Don D. That's not a pick, this is a pick. And I'm joined by my co host, former JMU Duke defensive back. Give it up for the burrito eating. Sideline kiss, stealing, wheeling and dealing. Patty C in the place to be. Hi, yes. When you when you talk about airports and when you talk about yes. football, it's Florida, the Florida International. International Panthers. Well, that was your intro music. Let's cue the Dundee music to talk to talk about the Florida International Panthers. Who I I actually think. You look at last season, you think, okay, well, maybe they, you know, they were winless. But Patty, see, they had COVID issues. They had, they never had a game where they didn't have a co- someone out with COVID. That that tends to make things harder. So I'm queuing up the Dundee music. We're gonna have some fun here. This is Florida International. This is the Panthers. The Florida International Panthers. No, I'm not talking about an airport. I'm talking about. A team that before COVID, let's take that year and just throw it out the window because the three years prior, they were in a bowl game every year. Butch Davis has the squad playing ball. In 2019, they beat the Miami Hurricanes, basically making the statement that they're the best team in Miami, Patty C. Wow. Uh, look, it I takes think- a former Hurricane to knock down the current Hurricanes. There you, that is true. That is true. But when you look, when you look at this, this FIU team, Considering the situation they had last year, throw all that out. They had three different quarterbacks. They had just a ton of different players playing. Uh, at one point, I think they even had a defensive lineman playing O line. Just, just uh, chaos. Makes right? things tougher. And yet, and yet, kept it within two against ten and one Liberty last That's year. That's what I'm saying. I think they're actually much better than what we're thinking. Yes, they only returned five offensive starters and seven defensive starters. But I think there's room for optimism. I think. We're going to, well, we'll talk more Florida international football here and really dive into it. Uh, very shortly. We're going to have Eric Henry on the show. Patty C Co- he's an editor at uh, underdog dynasty. Also Florida international beat writer and uh, conference USA podcast host for SB nation. Yes. Oh. And he's a UCF grad, nice UCF grad, but still, if anyone knows Florida international Panther football, it is Eric Henry. And I'm excited to have him on the show. 
Yeah, buddy. Yeah. So like, let's, let's just get to it, buddy. Let's just get into this thing. Well, started off on the preseason first team, all CUSA team. We have, but one Florida international Panther. And that is at kick returner, uh, sophomore Lexington, Joseph. Uh, well, I can tell you this. I think, I think, look, I think this defense returning, returning seven, but I think when you add in the transfers, they're, they're sitting back pretty good here. Now the run defense has to improve. We're going to touch more on that, but I think consistent quarterback play. And I know Butch Davis has alluded to this. So uh, Max Bortenschlager, which, mm. is, which, which is definitely the name of, of uh, some type of beverage in Europe, Eastern Europe, I have a feeling there's a good chance someone's had too many Bortenschlagers right now. Definitely, definitely. Uh, I would. I am drinking a Bortenschlager as we speak. <laughs> as a matter of fact. Uh, but yes, uh, look, guys, we're gonna get we're gonna get more to it. We're we're gonna have Eric call in here in a minute. But first, I want to tell you that the college football experience is brought to you by WinBet. WinBet is bringing you the action, real sports betting with the Win Las Vegas experience. Get in on all your favorite teams, players, and sports games. Generous promos, odds, and parlays are happening right now at WinBet. Get started today and you receive a special offer up to $500 risk-free sports bet terms and conditions apply. Get the details at winbet.com. That's W Y N N bet.com and download the app today. And I also want to say we're brought to you by prop swap. Yes. Uh, America's number one app to buy and sell sports bets. Find the best odds on NBA championship or Stanley cup futures. When you buy directly from other, other betters on prop swap, it's really cool. I mean, uh, you see a ticket you like, but think maybe the price is too high. Well, you can submit a bid for a price that you think is fair, then buy it. Every ticket purchased on PropSwap can be resold at any time with one click of a button, and PropSwap gives you a suggested price tool to let you know, you know, how much uh, essentially your ticket's worth. Last week is a perfect example. Patty C is a PropSwap customer purchased a Milwaukee Bucks future for 150 bucks. Smart, right? They were down one out of the nets, and then he resold it for a thousand dollars after the Bucks won Game Seven. With Prop Swap, your bet doesn't need to win in order to make money; it just needs to improve. Think of it like a stock market, but for sports betting. Use the promo code SGP on your first deposit and receive up to five hundred dollars in bonus cash. Just go to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. And and then also, Patty C, I'm just gonna go ahead and say this: if you're downloading apps, you might as well download the SGPN app. Yes. The SGPN app is live now in the app store and Google play store. The app gives you easy access to all of our picks and podcasts. Don't forget to toss up an app review and download the SGPN app today. Boom. It's a pretty cool app. That prop swap. I'm going to get all. Oh yeah, definitely really you, cool. Uh, it kind of makes you the bookie a little bit. Yes. And the SGPN app where you're going to get all of our picks. So download all of those apps Boom. and have some fun. Joining us on the college football experience is co-managing editor of underdog dynasty, Florida international beat writer and conference USA podcast host for SB nation. And he's a UCF grad. I give you Eric Henry, Eric. I appreciate you hopping on and talking FIU football. How you doing? Doing all right, man. Cannot complain. Clearly fired up for the Starting their football season, and uh, I, I hope you don't mind if I may uh, betray your trust a little bit. I, you said something as we were off here, we we're prepping for this. You said that uh, you know you wouldn't mind seeing a, a few of the bowl games, you know, disappear. And I have to say, Colby, you know, you don't know life until you have traveled to uh, Birmingham to cover the uh, Camellia Bowl. Excuse me, Montgomery to cover the Camellia Bowl, and you have three straight nights of Waffle House for dinner. So. Uh, <laughs> Uh, let's not get away with the bowl games just yet, sir. Hey, I'm all, I'm pro for more football. It's just, I don't like the <laughs> control they have 
call it a bowl game, call it something else. I'll sign up. I'll watch the chimichanga bowl in, in wherever it is. You know, uh, look, I love football. I know you love football and maybe next time I'll come with a, to uh, cover that bowl game down in, uh, <laughs> in Birmingham and have waffle house three nights in a row. Uh, Eric, I appreciate, I, I really do appreciate you joining us. Let's talk FIU though. I mean, you got Butch Davis who last year didn't win a game. I mean, that, that was pretty shocking. And the three years prior had taken the Panthers to a bowl game each year. I mean, even beat Miami in 19. Yes. Even beat the hurricanes, Butch's old team. Uh, what, what was your take on last season? Obviously we know COVID it was crazy year. They only played five games. They had COVID issues. I, I was doing my homework on this episode. They never really had all their players at once from what I understand. What, what do you make of last season? Yeah, so let me go and pick up where you leave off right there as far as COVID. You know, it's one of those things where during the season, they kind of played things close to the best. And, you know, and obviously COVID was a a touchy subject and you didn't want to get too far into it. At least they didn't want to divulge. But as the season's ended, you know, Butch has kind of let his guard down a little bit and said things, for example, going into the season opening game against Liberty, you know, they were a few weeks out and they only had three offensive linemen available. There were points in times where they had to, they had to switch defensive linemen over to offensive line just to get a full scrimmage in. That obviously isn't a recipe for success when you know you're trying to begin a season. And injuries, not just COVID, but injuries as well, really you know bit this team, Colby. I mean, uh, I'll give you this as an anecdote. Um, you know, obviously all college football teams around the nation they had their attendance guidelines due to COVID and whatnot. So the way FIU did theirs at their home stadium, the student section was cleared out and it was actually reserved for athletes who, you know, weren't going to be playing in the game. You didn't want to have them exposed to either COVID things on the field, or maybe they were in the, the protocol, right? There became a point in time, which was the fourth game of the year against Florida Atlantic. When I walked through the student section pregame just to check out and see who was healthy, who wasn't. And there were about two dozen guys in the student section, Jeez. you know, sitting there who, who weren't active. And I said, guess what? That's not a recipe for success, right? I think there was one point in time where there was something like eight starters that were unavailable. So injuries, COVID definitely affected this team. And the last thing is definitely the quarterback play. I mean, Butch Davis said it during the season, and he said it to me after the year. They do not plan to rotate three quarterbacks in and out. That's not a recipe for success. And unfortunately, they, they just weren't ever really able to settle on a guy. So I think this year, with them having a full off season, a full spring camp, a full fall camp, you know, the team is seemingly healthy. Uh, that will in theory should bring this team to a higher win total in 2021. Yeah. And I mean, you touched on that offense only returning five on the offense. They were 105th in scoring offense, 71st in rushing, but 121st in passing out of 127 teams charting uh, the entire offense charted at 122. That's a big concern. They got Andrew Brainer, the uh, former Mississippi state passing coordinator. Do we have any idea though? You mentioned the quarterback play, uh, whether it was Kalen Wiggins, uh, Max Bortenschlager, which definitely should be some type of alcohol. I, I, I feel like we should all do a Bortenschlager at some point, but uh, uh, then you got Hayden Carlson pushing for that spot. Do we have any idea? Is this just a wide open race that, that, or do you, do you think that one guy has a, a clear cut advantage? Yeah. So really quick, I, I think FIU should have a few more than five comebacks for our starters. I mean, price, um, I know there's at least four on the offensive line uh, guys who, who the starter rotational will come back and get a couple of receivers. So that number should be closer to seven, seven or eight just off the top of my head. But nevertheless, as far as the quarterback situation, 
it, it really is touch and go, Colby. I mean, it's a situation where Bortenschlager, I'll kind of give you a brief rundown on, on all the guys. Bortenschlager started nine games at Maryland and blew the 2018 year was the last full year he played. It might have been 2017. My memory uh, is, is off right now, but he, he looked well. It was uh, 2017 was, was when he started nine games at Maryland, but he's been banged up since then. And even last year, he wore a big, thick ankle brace because he was coming off an ankle surgery in the offseason. Never really got a chance to get that thing healthy, but he's a guy who the coaching staff is high on in terms of his football IQ. Kalen Wiggins is a guy who is your classic dual threat, can scramble, actually set the program record for rushing yards in a game by a quarterback two years ago in his first career start against New Hampshire, but he still has to progress as a passer. Only 57 career attempts, but in the limited time that you have seen him as a passer, he's just shown that uh, you know there's still room for him to grow. Hayden Carlson is the son of a former NFL quarterback, former Tampa Bay Buccaneer, Jeff Carlson, and he has the physical tools. You know, he has all of the physical traits, uh, 6'3", 210. You know, uh, uh, Butch Davis actually compared him. Believe it or not, I, I, I may surprise you when I say this, but Butch Davis in his offseason press conference said that he has a little bit of that guy from Kansas City in him, referring to Patrick Mahomes. Oh. Uh, I, I don't know if he's necessarily Patrick. Yeah, that's Butch Davis' quote. That's not mine. I can't make that up. Um, <laughs> but he, he still has a ways to go in terms of um, his development. He actually missed a little bit of time due to COVID in the spring. So we'll see if he can have a strong fall and really push for the job. And the fourth guy who didn't mention is true freshman Grayson James, who is a three-star recruit out of suburban Dallas high school there. And uh, the Dallas area. And, you know, obviously Texas quarterbacks come with a, a certain level of pedigree through for over 9,000 yards as a three-year starter, six, three, two, fifteen. So he's well-regarded, but again, he is a true freshman. So, you know, with seemingly a win now type of situation, do you have the room to bring in a true freshman? We'll see. But to answer your question, I, I think that race is one that's going to be decided in the fall. Interesting. Hayden Carlson, son of Jeff Carlson. He was in tech mobile. If memory serves me correct. Um, Now I I think Devontae price, I watched FIU last year. The kid's a stud. So the the real question is, is the offensive line going to be able, because I think that's the glaring weakness, at least from what the homework I've done, you you were returning two tackles, which they're good at the tackles. That's always good to, to have your tackles back. But the rest there is was kind of plug and play last year. And, and so what do you, what do you make of the O line? Is the, is the run game going to be dominant? Uh, I mean, what, what, what do you make of it? So here's the thing FIU, like a lot of programs, while you have your five starters up front, Butch Davis has been key on this since he took over the job in 17, he wants to rotate between eight and nine guys per game. So you did lose Danny Demery, lost Shane Magoo, lost Mershon Miller in the offseason, but guys who did see significant playing time, two tackles, um, uh, excuse me, Miles Frazier and Dante Keys. Keys is a guy who can play tackle and guard. Those guys are back. Sione Finau <laughs> is going to be back at guard. And then Lindell Hudson Jr., another tackle. So they got four guys solid who, who did see playing time last year. Now the key is they're bringing a couple transfers. One of the better names in all of college football, Appy, first name, Appy, API, last name Maine, as in Gucci Maine. Oh, man. And me. He's a big center, Colby. He's 6'3, 335. So when you talk about that kind of size at the center position, uh, at least you know they're going to be big up front, right? But he started nine games, played in 24 at Kansas. And also JD Gomez, uh, transferred from Temple, played in 11 games in 2017, excuse me, 2018. Uh, he's coming over. So if they can get six or seven guys in that rotation, they'll be solid, but it's just going to be how quickly that group can come together. So I think uh, offensive line coach Joel Rodriguez has his work cut out for him, but I do think that group, 
has room to grow in a way that they should be able to spring holes for Devonte Price again another year. Yeah, and, and that would then open up the passing attack. They get Sterling Palmer back at tight end, uh, Bryce Singleton back at wideout. The other two wideouts, I'm, I'm assuming, just uh, they got a Sacred Heart transfer. I think here, Tyrese Chambers and Shamar right. Thornton. Are are, are right. do you think that'll be the starting lineup? Essentially, the top three wideouts. Yeah, it's going to be those three. So uh, a guy, and listen, they've been very high since he arrived. Tyrese Chambers, the FCS transfer, he was an FCS All American uh, at Sacred Heart. So. He seemingly from the things that the staff and Bush Davis has said is taken well to the FBS level of play. You will see Shamar Thornton as well, who led the team in receiving in 2019. And then also Bryce Singleton. But another name to keep an eye on is they got South Florida transfer Randall St. Felix, who in 2018, if my memory serves me correct, he was a uh, all freshman member of the uh, American conference had something like 54 catches for over 700 yards as a true freshman in 18 and really kind of fell out of favor in 19 and 20. You don't know if that, you know, had something to do with the coaching staff change. They're going from Willie Taggart to Charlie strong, but he is at FIU. So look for him also to be in the mix. And if, if you can get, you know, four guys deep, especially at the conference USA level, they'll be in good shape. Yeah. Yeah. You're making a good case for it here. Uh, and then defensively, what I think that's the strong suit of the team right now. I know they got to get better against the run, but let me just rattle off this 87th best scoring defense in the nation last year, 117th though, against the run, but 15th against the pass charting at 79th overall Everett Withers, former Texas state and uh, James Madison head coach uh, is their DC. Uh the defense has got to get better against the run. But when you're bringing back nine starters and including your entire secondary, which was really good last year, led by Dorian hall, what what do you make of the defense? And are they going to be able to stop the run better? Man, Colby, I have been asking that question of Bush Davis for the past three years, since I've started covering this team, if they're going to be able to stop the run, right? Uh, The short answer I believe is yes. Everett Withers, you mentioned his stops at Texas state and James Madison also spent time at Ohio state and coached under Butch Davis and North Carolina. So, you know, he and Butch go back a long way and ever is a veteran defensive coordinator actually was Butch Davis's first choice to get the job in 2019 uh, when former defensive coordinator Brent guy chose to retire, but due to a last minute issue, coach Withers took the job with the New York giants. Now he gets the job here in 2020. So I think just by virtue of him being part of the staff, he's a more veteran defensive coordinator than the former defensive coordinator, Jeff Kopp and Jared Cruzy were. I think the run defense will improve, but, and, and it's a double-edged sword, right? You talk about the pass defense being very good. Well, <laughs> why pass if you can run the ball down yeah. the team's throat, right? So it's kind of a double-edged sword there, but I do think they will be better. And, and again, I do think Everett Withers will come in and make a difference, but they do have talented guys. They've always had, talented linebackers, whether you can go back to the Anthony Wentz and Trayvon Williams of years past Sage Lewis in 2018 and 2019. Now Jamal Gates is really one of the better linebackers at CUSA. He's back. He was a leading tackler in, excuse me, was a second leading tackler last year. Uh, and Jamal will be one of the better players in 2021. Keep it on UCF transfer, Eric Mitchell. He started for the past two years at UCF is now at FIU and then defensive line. They, they have room to grow. You know, the big thing is there's going to be up to guys like Kevin Oliver Davon Strickland had a really good year last year, kind of emerged with four and a half tackles and three sacks for loss. They really need that interior presence, Colby. That's the thing that's really hurt them. So if they can get something out of him, Jason Mercier should slide in inside and also Indiana transfer Jeremy Passmore. If they can really show up the interior of that defensive line. And, and the thing is this, uh, they don't have to, you know, be world beaters against the run. 
they just have to be average because if they can just do that, clearly the talent return the second Gary, whether it's Dorian Hall or the Dames twins, Josh Turner, those guys will, you know, hold up to their end of the bargain. Yeah. And getting uh, the, the top five tacklers back from a season ago, you got to like that. Every time we highlight, you know, I'm previewing all 130 teams, whenever you see that you want to circle that because that's great. Now I do think the run should, should get better with Everett withers. I think he's a, I think he's a good coordinator. So good defensive coordinator. I think he's a decent head coach too. Um, now Vegas setting the win total at four and a half blindly without looking at the schedule. I say, man, COVID was a crazy season. Butch, Butch Davis is a winner. He's going to look at the three seasons prior before COVID he's been bowling all three years. So I, blindly, I'm going to say yes, but let's get into this thing. Um, out the gate. They're getting long Island of the recently joining the FCS. That's going to be a, a win. Um, and then they're getting Texas state Everett withers, his old coaching stop. I will say this, Texas state's got an offense. Their defense is terrible, but they got a couple of wideouts that I really enjoyed watching a season ago. Uh, do you think that's a two and O stretch out the gate? Man, Colby, I would love to say yes, right? I mean, but you can't take FCS teams for granted. Jacksonville State came into FIU Stadium last year and upset the team. Obviously, we've just talked about, you know, kind of the mitigating circumstances there. So I would like to think Long Island is a win, right? Just based on pure talent. Now, I have my eye on the Texas State game because, as you mentioned, Texas State, a really good as far as offensive team last year. And Jake Spavitaw is a lot like, you know, as far as where the program is. A lot like Butch Davis. This is kind of the year he's entering his third year at Texas State, where he's looking to turn the corner and see if he can kind of continue his rebuilding process. As you mentioned, the head coach prior to Jake Spavitaw was Everett Withers. If FIU loses that game, that's where things get dicey, right? Because if you go one and one, you go to Lubbock, play Texas Tech, you're going to assume that's a loss. And then you got a really good G5 team, Central Michigan. You head to Mount Pleasant, taking on team there. That uh, is coached by oh come on Florida former Florida head coach escaped my name right Jim, now Jim, Jim McElwain yeah Jim McElwain there we go there we go. I almost said Dan Mullen uh, Jim McElwain there you can't come out of that stretch one and three Colby you cannot because the next game after that is the Shulable rivalry against FAU first conference USA game you're on the road you haven't beaten FAU in the Butch Davis era fourteen and four or excuse me you're four and fourteen against them all time. Things get dicey, right? So I'm not trying to say this it's a make or break game for the season to Texas State, but if you come out of there one and one, and if you're looking to build momentum and the CUSA play, things get dicey. So what what's Vegas have the win total? Like four and a half, I believe. Four and a half. I think that Texas State game then definitely makes it, it makes it huge. They gave themselves back to back away games and then they open up conference play with an away game. So three straight weeks on the road, that's brutal. Well, yeah, I mean, through straight, and again, going to Boca isn't really a road game, you know, yeah, uh, not yeah. that FAU stadium isn't a road atmosphere, but you're going to, uh, an hour up the road. But to your point though, uh, you know, you get that Texas state game, then back to back games on the road and, you know, not necessarily short flights either. I, I know that from booking my own travel <laughs> to these games, <laughs> kind of getting into Lubbock and getting to um, Lansing, I believe you got to get to, to uh, central Michigan that way. So Things would get interesting, but uh, I'm just looking at the rest of the schedule here to answer your question as far as the four and a half. I, I really do place emphasis on that Texas State game because, like I said, if you come out of there and, and you, you go one and three and eventually one and four, Will Healy and Charlotte, that's a program that's looking to grow. They're looking to bounce back because their their season last year was affected by COVID. Only get a chance to play six games. Western Kentucky is a team that's made a lot of changes. Marshall was really good last year. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, if you're asking my opinion, a lot hinges on on that early stretch. But I do think, I honestly do think, Colby, that quarterback play will be better. And there's enough talent. I mean, South Florida is a, is a recruiting hotbed. Bush Davis has done well recruiting top four classes in CUSA over the past four years. So there's enough talent on paper for this team to win more than four and a half games. So not that I'm a betting man, but if I was, I would take the over. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I think just looking at this, I mean, Southern miss, I think they've had what three or four coaches within a year or, or 14 right. months or something. But uh, I know Hattiesburg could get up for that one maybe, but uh, I, I think that's a win North Texas potential win. It's in, it's in South Florida against Seth Luttrell's bunch. Yeah. I, I think the overs a play old dominion. Didn't even play football a season ago. Um, I know they got Daryl Mack, the UCF transfer. Maybe he, right. uh, may, maybe he can, you know, get things going with uh, Ricky Renee. But I, I just think there's yes, there's a lot of fifty-fifty games. I feel like yes, I think I'd favor them to beat Texas State, but I also could see Texas State winning that. Just like I could, but I could also see FIU beating Central Michigan. I could see FIU beating uh, the likes of Charlotte or Western Kentucky. But uh, there's a lot of fifty-fifty games there. But I'm going to trust. I'm going to throw out last season. I'm trusting Butch Davis here. Give me the over on, on, on the four and a half wins. And I think he gets them bowling again. How, how, you, you feel like, I know you just said you like them on the over, but do you think they can get to a bowl? I I don't have to give my prediction just yet. So I, I may hold up as far as a stupid win total, but to your, your question, Colby, I, I do honestly think it, and maybe I'm a little biased just based on the fact that, you know, since I've been covering this team, Butch Davis it, and things that have been normal, Butch Davis has had a modicum of success. You, you can make the argument that the team has, they overachieved in 17. They overachieved in 18 to an extent until the last game of the year when they had a chance to clinch a COSA's title and, and couldn't do it against a Marshall team. And they had that game at home, unfortunately. Colby, you could say they underachieved in 19. I mean, just look at it like this. If you're a Conference USA team, you can't ask for more than an NFL quarterback, an NFL defensive tackle, and then uh, two NFL quarter cornerbacks, excuse me, and a couple of fringe guys who got invited to camps. They had that on their roster in 19, and that's the same year that they played up to the potential beat Miami, but finished six and seven. So the talent is there. So you do think, in theory, this is at least a six win team. And I think you made a great point that a lot of these games in CUSA and even their non-conference schedule outside of Texas state and long Island are going to be 50, 50 games. So if they can get off to a hot start, you know, ideally three and one heading to FAU, then look out. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's going to be exciting to watch because I, I think they have a shot. I actually think, I mean, I know we, everyone's projecting FAU uh, to, 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 to basically be the best team in the conference USA. I think them are UAB. I think uh, FIU might have something to say about that. If they can get things going uh, with the quarterbacks, I, I really believe that they have enough talent elsewhere. It's, it really comes down to the quarterback play. And I guess a little bit of that offensive line as well. So going to be interesting to watch the Panthers here, Eric, I, I really appreciate you hopping on and talking uh, Florida international football with us guys. Like I said, Give give Eric a follow at Eric C Henry underscore and also check him out. I mean, he, this guy's doing a ton of work. Beat writer for Florida International, editor at Underdog Dynasty. Uh, he's got a, a Conference USA podcast, SB Nation. You got just check him out. The guy knows his football. Eric, I really really appreciate you hopping on and talking uh, FIU football with us. Not a problem, man. Anytime. Thank you so much. Ha- have a wonderful day. You too. Thanks. 
That was awesome. That was really awesome talking Florida International football with Eric Henry. And look, he, Good man. he I mean, he he knows something about this Panther football team. He's on the over. I'm on the over, Patty C at four and a half. Are you kidding me? This is a different team now. Everett Withers and the DC. He's a former James Madison head I mean, coach. Right there. Did he win a natty in the give FCS? Give you all the confidence you need. Uh, he may have. He may. I think he at least got close. I know he beat SMU. Uh, so he took down an, uh, an American team there, and uh, you know maybe JMU belongs in the American. Maybe they do. Maybe maybe the, the, the I don't think so though. Maybe they belong in the ACC. <laughs> well, who knows? <laughs> but look, I think FIU it's it's a safe bet to go over that four and a half wins. I, I think they're going to be. I, I shouldn't say I think they're going to be contending. They could contend if the right things happen, but they do have that three game stretch in September to early October on the road, three straight weeks. Um, but I do think they're going to be a bold, a bold team. You're going to see them in the rice aroni bowl or something like that. And it's going to be fun. All right. Big reward. It's Big going reward. to be fun. No, I mean, that, that's kind of the question for, for an FIU who plays in Miami, uh, Ricardo Silva stadium, most of the time. And most of the, like, that's, about as marquee of a like home f- environment in terms of comfort, which is apparently what the players want when they go to a bowl, not a win, not a win, just the comfort. But <laughs> so where do they go? Do they go to like fucking Murfreesboro, Tennessee for their bowl game. They're probably going to get that potato bowl in Idaho. Yeah, It's right like a huge letdown for that. It's like a punishment to go to a bowl for yeah, these guys. Right. But, um, um, if you're a first time listener to the college football experience, make sure you subscribe. Cause we are breaking down all 130 college football teams and probably some FCS teams to subscribe. There will be a solo podcast for every single team in college football. We got you covered on the college football experience, but also subscribe to the college basketball experience. Yes. We talk college football and college basketball year round on both of our feeds. College basketball experience will will have you covered for FIU basketball. Yes, for everything, everything related, basketball and football. We got you covered. Subscribe over there, and uh, guys, me, Patty C, NC Nick, we uh, been handicapping every single Division One college basketball and college football game for the past four years. Been over five hundred each and every year we've done it. Uh, I mean, look, I was uh, look as a collective, but also independently, we've never had a losing season. I think one year it was close, but we're also been way over 500 on our locks. Those ones haven't even been close. We give you all of that for free on the SGPN app. So download the SGPN app. And if you leave a five-star review on the SGPN app, uh, take a screenshot with, with your phone or whatever, take a Polaroid and uh, you know, set, find me on Twitter at the Colby D and show me that. And we will send you a brand new college football experience t-shirt. Um, the SGPN app's great. All right. From from our picks to, to whatever else, like the SGPN app is fantastic. I mean, you're going to get uh, articles. You're going to get all of our podcast notifications, tons of contests where we give away bags of cash. So make sure you get that at the Colby D on Twitter. Patty C's on Twitter at Patty C eight, three, one NC Nick's on Twitter at NC underscore N I C K. And uh, yeah, check out the Slack channel sports gambling podcast as well. All right, guys, this is the college football experience, Florida international's Panther style. You better start thinking about yours and we are.